All right, you motherfuckers, what's going on? Another week, another podcast. Playoff, obviously, Stanley Cup edition this time around. So, welcome back. Finally back on a Sunday. Feels good yeah. to be back on a Sunday. It feels like it's been a long time, but... It's been now, what, 11 days. It was weird to record on that... To not come here on a Sunday. Yeah. And click the record button, so... Yeah, blame back, back at it, sir. We're just blame Colin for the vacation. Other, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He one had, va- one had, vacation in four years, and you guys give me four. <laughs> he, had, he had fun while we were all trying to, we were all twiddling our thumbs on the Sunday night. Like, what the hell are we going to do tonight? That's, that's honestly, after I get I'm like, yeah. I, I'm like, I don't have anything. I don't <laughs> yeah. have anywhere to go after work. Like, what am I, what am I going to do? I went home. I was like, I should be doing something right now. Again, blame Colin for the interference. <laughs> Oh, that sucks. I don't care. So, <laughs> all right, that's what we went to. Uh, OHL news, or minor league news with Jeff here. So we got some OHL stuff. Um, the top scores in both regular, regular season and playoffs. Um, Wyatt Johnson um, just passed um, with this year's, um, with his incredible year. He passed Alex DeBrickett and Taylor Hall in the top three for regular season and playoffs. So that's... Awesome for Wyatt Johnson. Um, and then for, I mean, obviously we announced with, since we've been gone, um, the Hamilton, Adult, Hamilton Bulldogs have officially won the OHL championship in game, series, in oh. game seven against the Windsor Spitfire. I say congrats. I think, I think it was every game but game seven was like a one whole game. Yeah. Well, Hamilton, oh. I say Hamilton played. Incredible, like Windsor, Windsor didn't really get show up that game which for game seven, which yeah. I mean, it, it's not much to be expected because they already because Windsor played what two game sevens already yeah. in the first, like first and third round I think it was yeah the whereas, and ha- whereas Hamilton has had a, a pretty you know lengthy break between all the series he's you know they're twelve and zero going into so yeah like that. they had three losses in all the playoffs all three of them being in that final round against Windsor so I mean yeah. Windsor like we said it from the beginning man Windsor put up a hell we said it was gonna be I'm pretty sure all of us said it was gonna be seven. I think we were split right down I the think middle. All you, win too. Yeah, because you half. I think half you guys said. I think I said Windsor, and then half we were split right down the middle. But I'm pretty. I'm almost positive we all said seven games. Yeah, I say we, we knew I, it was going to be a I hard knew, fought series I from think, Windsor. Honestly, I think it's how we're seated right now. I think Colin and I had Hamilton, and you two had Windsor. Yeah. If I remember correctly, because Colin and I had a lengthy discussion. Oh, I had Hamilton. Did you? So Jeffy and I had Hamilton. Yeah. <clears throat> Regardless, whoever was in that front was gonna win. They both deserved it. Yeah, the I mean, be, they deserved to be there. Yeah, why, why Johnson? Man played his ass off, man. I mean, such such an incredible player at such a young age. Um, like, eighteen years old, nineteen years old. So just imagine the Otters beats Windsor this season. That's what I'm saying. Like imagine if we, imagine if we were that that's that eighth seed playing Windsor in that first round. Could have been a whole lot different. Um, <laughs> so what you're saying? Could have seen another. No, no, we wouldn't have seen a, a London in the second round because they didn't make it out of the first round. Yeah, so regardless, we would have technically, well, we could have more. We would have technically played Sioux, right? Yeah. We played Sioux. Yeah, third. Three, yeah. yeah who would have been? Oh, Flint. It would have been Flint, yeah. We kind of were split Windsor down the middle with still them. Still wouldn't Windsor and Kitchener. And then. But, I know, obviously, Logan Morrison won the MVP for the, the most valuable player of the playoffs, so congrats to him. Um, with the Hamilton Bulldogs winning the championship, they now. Which they just started th- this tournament. They are now officially entered the Memorial Cup of this year. They will be playing the champions of the QMJHL, um, the K- Adirics, Schwanigan. Schwanigan. Don't expect us any of yeah. us to pronounce these right. So. <laughs> um, the W, the, 
the winners of the WHL, the Edmonton Oil Kings, and then the hosts of this year's Memorial Cup, the St. John Sea Dogs. And so, I personally, just for the fact of being in the Ontario, bigger fan of the, or at least having more knowledge of the OHL, I can want the Hamilton Bulldogs to bring it back to Ontario. Yeah, it would maybe be because cool. the last be nice. time, because the last time we've had they brought somebody who brought it back to Ontario was Windsor in 2017. Windsor, yeah. so I, I personally want to see. Didn't the Edmonton Oil Kings win it in like I think it was 19 or last year? Yeah. I, no, what it would have been last year because they didn't. Play I last think year. so. Or that last time that trophy was. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Because obviously Guelph was the OHL champions. I don't yeah, can't rem- exactly remember who was QMJ or. Who was the host of 2019? Yeah. Um, another thing for the Eriot coming out of the Eriotters, um, Brandon Sellen has um, is now going to be a part of the program of the Acadia Axum starting next season. So, best of luck to Brandon Sellen, hey my boy Brandon Selly. And then I know we're with announcement, and then just last this past Thursday, the the OHO announced they are. Their regular season for next this upcoming season, the 2022-2023 season. And I know we're very excited. The Otters' home opener is against the London Knights. Oh, I'm that's so... Team, that's team that should not be named in the studio. I'm so, that's gonna be fun. so fired up for this a home opener, if, man. If oh. I would have had... I was fired up for last year when it was against Saginaw. Now yeah. I'm like, it's... Which the, that, the, dude, that place is going to be... Yeah, and you also have to think, the reason why that was so incredible... Everyone was just excited to have to be back in back in hockey for first time in what was it like five hundred and sixty something days or something like that. Four days. Yeah, they just excited to be back in that arena, back 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 watching some actual regular season hockey that counted towards the standings and. Yeah, to to think it'll start at the home opener, it'll start at the London game. Put those two together. Oh man. And it is going to that might did might be a sellout crowd. Might be one of the first times we've seen a sellout crowd. Because the last time the Otters played London on. Home opener was I think back to the like it was two thousand nine or something like that two thousand nine. That was before like the the heat of the rivalry really yeah. started picking it, up. Well, they started picking up what that championship run back in twenty seventeen. And it's kind of cool that London like when they have their home opener a couple of days prior to uh, the Otters do, they will play another division Owen Sound. Okay, yeah. But that's very excited. I'm very excited about that. Um, we're gonna have. Have a division rivalry home opener for the Otters. Well, it makes me wonder because I know, like, I know here in Erie we don't get the Otters games televised. But you have to have the well, CHL. I know, now. but it makes me wonder. Being a big rivalry for their home opener, if they're gonna let like the lo- one of the local channels like NBC or I doubt it. I doubt I'd it. I'd love to. I'd love for that to happen. So would I mean, I'm gonna be there regardless. Like, I mean, I'll try whether I end up purchasing season tickets or not, I'm gonna be there. I was gonna say, I'm. I think like, I'm the I, only like one. I, personally, I don't give. I don't give a fuck if they televise or not. I'm gonna be at the game. Yeah. yeah. So well, you. Yeah, I'm going I'm to be at all, probably all three London games, which yeah. is going to be now watch them play three times instead of two times, yeah. like it has been in the past couple years. Yeah, well, I know I'm so. probably the only one who's not going to get season tickets in this studio being, you know, financially drained. But I mean, I am too, I, but I'm, it's going to make me even more financially drained. Yeah, maybe next year or the year what, after. Where do you think I am right now? <laughs> you don't have $39 in your bank account. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I don't. I have, like, five. <laughs> 
Dude, just bought a house, remember? I think, but yeah, that's another thing I'm kind of excited. We're actually going to be playing London more more times this year than we have in the last, like Kyle just said in the past. I mean, six times altogether, obviously, being three and three home and away. It's and uh, hoping we can at least take one away from them this year, but. <laughs> but kind of another thing which was kind of very nice to see on the schedule was where the Otters will actually see more Eastern Conference teams this year. Yeah, playing like, teams like Peterborough and Kingston that we didn't get to Sudbury, see last year. Sudbury, That we haven't seen since, you know, pre- the pre-COVID lockout. Which has been so. now almost four years, so, I mean, or three years, but. Yeah. Because we saw a lot of, like, Windsor. We saw a lot of um A lot of Flint, Flint a lot of Saginaw. So it's kind of nice that we're going to see more Eastern Conference teams that we yeah. kind of didn't get the chance to really watch play live. So that's going to be kind of Which nice. Which I know we have the full breakdown in our chat somewhere. I can scroll through and find it here really quick. Uh, yeah, uh, we're going to have 24, 24 games against our division opponents, six against each of London, Kitchener, Owen Sound, and Guelph. The remainder of the Western Conference opponents are going to be 18 games, four against Windsor, Flint, and Saginaw, and Flint, Windsor, Saginaw, and Sarnia, and then two versus Sioux. And then the Eastern Conference, we're going to be playing six against Niagara, four against Mississauga, two against each, Peterborough, Kingston, Ottawa, North Bay, Barrie, Oshawa, Hamilton, and Sudbury. Wow. So it's it's going to be nice. It's going to be fun to see. See, finally see some new teams. I wish we could have seen Peterborough in this past off season With Emmett Sproul going Emmett Sproul one final time. I, yeah. I was telling these guys, one thing we were, I'm kind of glad we did at the pre, in during preseason when we went to a couple of the preseason games. Um because Emmett was with the Otters in the preseason, so we yeah. kind of were lucky enough. I think he he scored like one or two goals in that that ten to nothing blow or ten to one blowout. Yeah, I think he scored two. I think he, he had he scored at least one. I don't know I, if he was I two. I think he scored two because it might have somebody. Been two. Well, so I think I thought somebody robbed him with a hat trick, and we were all upset about it. I thought he had two, and then it was like I, I know I know he I knew for a fact he had at least one, maybe two. I don't I don't know if he, I, I, I know he didn't get three. Well, I th- that's what I'm saying. I thought he had two, but it was towards the end of the third period. Yeah. So by the time he went to go score, the buzzer ran out or he passed it just to make it that yeah. double-digit lead. And we were like, damn, if he would have shot it. Because there were, what, two hat-tricks in that game? No. Or was I don't it think there individual? were any. Holy shit. There's a couple that had two, and then okay. a whole bunch that had one. So. Yeah, but he obviously had an amazing um, year with Pete's this past season. His, his career high in, I think, both goals and, both yeah. goals and points. He was, I think, the. Like, I, think, I think he was. I think he was Peterborough's leading scorer. Um, he, he wasn't, but was he, he was. Not? He was top three. Was he? Okay. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the NHL. Um, uh, the I was to bring thing uh, of ES Chicago. I don't forget the 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 link, but uh, Alex Dabrinkin being traded as a when and not if scenario. So we could see him next season not rocking a shy town jersey. Wow. Yeah. Well, where do you think he'd fit in best if you were to? Well, they're gonna some probably he, he's gonna want to go. They're gonna want a team that can afford him and well, so they're, and they're re- gonna try and sell big because he's a, he's a good yeah. player. And he could potentially <coughs> Pittsburgh. Sorry, I'm I'm just being biased. Um, but honestly, like but, we said though about like a lot of the big big named free agents that if the Penguins don't end up re-signing Crystal Tang. Yep. That's a lot of money we have opened up to, to try to sign one of those big name free agents. Yeah. Such as ADB or, you know, um, Johnny Goudreau, Hampus Lindholm, yeah. a lot of those big name guys. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, earlier this week, the Buffalo Sabres have 
announced that they were going to retire Ryan Miller's number 30 at some point in this upcoming season. More details to follow, but that, uh, that's... I know that one kind of brought me to tears. Like I, I saw the video, like, as, as soon as I saw the video, I, t I teared up in my car and I immediately sent it to these guys. And like, Colin said, he goes, he goes, do you want to cry? Watch this. Or see, he's like, you just I, cried I, a tear to my eye. I, I, I said, quote unquote, not going to lie, I kind of teared up with this. I did. I watched it. I was. So I didn't end up watching it, but like, I, I know we had said it multiple times during this, this season of the podcast like that we could see it happening very, very soon. We, we didn't even say it even as early as next season. And, and look what's happening. Yeah, no, I know. And I had said it's probably going to be maybe a game with Buffalo hosting Anaheim, you know, his two, the two big teams that he ended up playing for. Or, um,. Yeah, Anaheim. Anaheim and Vancouver. And Vancouver against one of those two teams. That's going to be. I think they're going to host. Kind of like they did very similar with <laughs> Henrik Lundqvist when they hosted Dallas. You know, one of his his, his best friend over. No, it was when he was still up in Minnesota. Yeah, Zuccarello. I'm sorry, Minnesota. It was yeah, Zuccarello and. Yeah, Ryan Miller's been like, <clears throat> besides like growing up, besides like Mark Andre Fleury. Ryan Miller has all was always one of my favorite goaltenders growing up. Mm. Like, like wh whether yeah. we watched him or like play against us or not against us, yeah. like he, he Asi was... Aside from Flowery, yeah, he was one of my favorites growing up. Him and, and, and he was Luongo, a big reason. Cam Ward. I, I, I think I think my besides Buffalo, I think just watching him in the the Olympics for Tina, yeah. yeah, that kind of grew my in, in both twenty ten and twenty fourteen. My love for him I, as a player. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I'm, out of all the teams he played for, I'm excited that it's Buffalo. That's doing. I kind of knew it was going to be. That's where he rose to fame. That's where he had his best years, his best stats. I, I think what made the announcement that much better is Rick Jernot's yep. making the announcement on the billboard. With just him recently retiring. And yeah, this, this past season was his last season. He was like, just, I'm happy to announce <clears throat> that you'll be joining just, my, me and my name up in the rafters. So just imagine this. They throw Ryan Miller's... Name out there, start rising his jersey. Rick Giernet comes out to announce it. Oh, oh chills. <laughs> chills. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking goosebumps, that, you fucker. <laughs> no, just, I can just hear that and imagine that as, as they play his highlight, his highlight reel, career highlight reel in the background as the jersey's going up. Oh. It's chills. I, I, I told Jack, I'm buying tickets for us to go up and watch that ceremony. I don't give a fuck what he said. Drag him up by his nutsack. <laughs> Since he's a, a buffer. Oh, I might even buy myself and <laughs> run up there and join you. I. <laughs> yeah. Be my guest. It's uh, Miller. That's, that's, a big, that's a big name. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, I guess for one more time, it, it really is Miller time. Up Miller time. Up. Miller time. Oh, I wish I could have went and saw Lundquist, but I mean, that's nine miles, nine, nine miles, yeah, nine hours away from us. So. It's really not miles away from I us. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Continuing with the Buffalo Sabres trend, they acquired goaltender Ben Bishop and a 2022 seventh-round pick from the Dallas Stars in exchange for future considerations. It's the it's not. I mean, I, I we had misread this because I thought I was correct on remembering that he did retire during this past season. He retired in the middle of the season, so they they traded his the rights to his contract. They did. Yes. So he, he did retire this past, this past season. Right. So yeah, it, it, it is they traded his contract to um, Buffalo. Buffalo. All right. Uh, and then also staying with goaltenders, uh, the Maple Leafs are currently uh, could be a team with interest into goaltender Matthew Murray. So they, another big name that they are looking at too is Billy Huso. You know, who's really proved himself over being St. Louis's backup. 
um, you know, they you know go over to Toronto in a, yeah. in a, te- a team that's already had have had. A, it's assuming that they don't you know don't sign Jack Jack Campbell. Honestly, if Billy Huso were to go to Toronto, that'd be a huge step forward for Toronto. Oh yeah, and Philly Huso too. I mean, no offense to St. Louis, they're not they don't have nearly as much of the offensive firepower as Toronto does. Yeah, and then you put a steady goaltender as such as oh. Huso in front of that firing offensive I mean, line. If, I mean, I would, some would debate that Huso played better than Bennington this year. I with, even with Bennington being the starter, some would argue that he was that Huso was better. I I thought so because he he did really well. Oh, for sure. With, you know, with, with him being a backup and you know, coming in cold half the time and still playing as well as he did. Mm-hmm. Like, props to the man. I mean, he, he's he's going to get a starting job sooner rather than later. All right. Uh, coaching situations. Obviously, Bruce Cassidy was uh, recently fired by, uh, via Boston, and is now has landed him a co- coaching job in Vegas. So. And I know we also had one more coaching hire, right, Bobo? Yes. Philadelphia Flyers. Yep. Hope hiring John Tortorella. Well, he wasn't the one I was thinking about, but you're right. Yeah, that, that's that, a big. Yeah. I'm kind of mad. I'm kind of pissed. I'm. We're not gonna have to play play against John Tortorella six to seven times a year. I'm see, for the next four. I'm. Slake <laughs> House. That's frustrating, but at the same, I look at it as a possibly a good thing because it can respark that. The Keystone rivalry between oh, oh, Pittsburgh yeah. and Philly, because Mike Sullivan and John Torrell coached together over in I think it was Vancouver when Mike Mike Sullivan was an assistant over there and John Torrell was the head coach of Vancouver. You know they, they so they've had you know they've had they're good friends but they're very both very very competitive guys. I think they had said that in the um, the Penguins Championship DVD their 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 documentary back when they won in, in sixteen and had to play uh, the Rangers in the first round and you know when um, Torrell was yeah. the coach of the Rangers. But what Colin mentioned that I sent earlier, Vegas Golden Knights hire Bruce Cassidy. Which you just said. There's another one that you just showed me, but I forgot. Oh, the, the Dallas Stars hiring. Um, yeah. Peter DeBoer. Peter DeBoer. That's the one that DeBoer. Montreal fired, right? He he was in San Jose for a while. Then he was in Vegas for a while. And now he's in Dallas. Okay, he was Vegas' head coach. Mm. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I, I thought you were ta- I thought you were gonna mention the Dallas one, and so that's I got them mixed up. That's my fault. You're good. What else do we got here? So we're about eleven days behind now, so we have a lot to lot to talk about. Um. um oh, another thing. A, a trade that just happened that we were talking about a little bit earlier. Uh, Montreal Canadiens ship out captain Shea Weber to Vegas in exchange for Evgeny Dadnoff. Again, that is another one. That is because um, Weber is still technically not. He didn't not play. actively playing, so he's, he's technically still. So again, it's just the rights to his contract. Whether well, or not he deser- whether or not he decides to play or retire, he he will end up retiring as a. Well, they they left him in the season in LTIR. Yeah. So he, he isn't. I don't think he's announced anything. No. And then, so. he, I mean, he's getting up there. He's 30, 37, 38 now. So the old thumb face is getting old. Yeah. And so. then Jabbar, like on his, because originally he was traded at the deadline to Anaheim, but because Vegas screwed up. Because he that Anaheim was not on their his trade. Oh, the the Dadnoff. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said when Peter DeBoer was traded. No. Was yeah, like, huh? that, yeah, I heard that. Did first. he say okay? I said make sure I wasn't the only one that heard that. But um, I, I knew we I knew we were going with that, but but yeah, he um because Anaheim was not on his um trading. His no trade clause. His trade clause. They or just in general his contract had a no trade clause. Yeah, and they screwed up with that, so they had a. Br- Said, huh, just kidding. Get your ass back over there. But so with all that, 
now they can finally ship him off to an, a team that it's not they on. They can use him. That they can really. That he'll actually get some playing time. So I know we such as Montreal. So it's it's gonna, it's gonna be cool to see him. I'm gonna like I'm gonna like seeing him up there. Yeah. So I know we had started talking this in our group chat, and we're gonna bring this up there. So then be, the people of people of the Buckers band can miss him. Uh, with with the captain leaving, who deserves to see, and why? As much the only reason, as much as I don't really like the guy, I've never really liked the guy, Brendan Gallagher. Yeah. Mostly for his experience. He hasn't the most experience. He knows the team very well. He knows who has the chemistry with who. He knows who he has chemistry with. He knows the team the best out of anybody on that roster. I do got to agree with that. As much like how I... You I, I can definitely see Suzuki getting an A. I think it's too early to give Coke Caulfield an A. Well, I I know originally when you guys sent this, like when you guys said this, you guys thought Suzuki also deserved the C, and I was the only one who was, I was like, no, he's too young, he's too inexperienced. Yeah, Gallagher, I mean, he, he's he's deserving of it, but uh, not is it not, yet. not I, quite yet. I can and, see and, yes, in like ten years. He's proven that road, he's worth the A at least. That's what I was gonna five, say. Five or ten years down the road, when he has more experience, when he's you know matured as a professional hockey player, yes, he'll deserve it. Now it's just not the time. You, you also think Brendan Gallagher? I think you also said Brendan Gallagher. Yeah. I know. I, Gall- I know. Gall- I Gallagher's been there his whole career. He knows the system. He knows the franchise. He's practically what, like, if you think uh, the first player that comes to mind, current day Montreal Canadiens, he's one of the guys you think of. I mean, aside from Carey Price, but take, you, out, uh, take out Carey you Price. You said you're not. I don't think goalies are allowed. Technically, I think it's a rule now that goalies are not allowed. No, to right. see, ever so. since uh, Robbie Lou had one before he handed it off to Hendrick Sedin. Yeah. Goldie's not about to wear one. But he, I, he, I don't, he, I don't he, think Bobby Lou ever technically wore it actually on his jersey. I know he, he had it on his head on the front of his helmet. Yeah. So, so technically he was, and they just kind of called him the, the captain because that's kind of that's what he was. He was that entire team. Mm. He was the reason that they went to the Cup final that that year against against Boston. Either way, like I, I think Gallagher as of right now it, is the only one that both deserves it and is. "Quote unquote mature enough to uh, to carry the team and carry that seat." So, yeah, I agree. Um, this is a breaking news coming out of TMZ. Uh, Sean Avery has been found guilty on an attempted criminal mischief charge stemming from a 2019 road rage incident. Sure. So, I mean, that's kind of not surprising, seeing who it, who the person is. I mean, Sean Avery—he was never known as a nice guy on the ice. It never was never known as a clean. Down to down to earth guy on the ice. So I mean, he was he was always known as a dirty player and a dirty person. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's shocking that it's taken this long for them to determine that it was him. Seeing that was now what three years ago now. I mean, I guess COVID probably pushed back a lot of the, like the court cases, a lot of the court dates and stuff and investigations. Yeah. But I mean, no, no, it's coming saying that it is you know Sean Avery. That's if I would predict anybody in the NHL to have assault charges, he'd probably be one of the names I'd bring up. <laughs> Yeah, fuck Sean Avery. Because he, he's not, he was never a good player. He was never a good guy. And uh, last news I, I can think of right now. Uh, uh, right now, the Florida Panthers are currently shopping Bob Browski, uh hard and are willing to retain 50% of his salary yeah. to be able to just to ship him off and get him out of there. So this was a, a, a screen cap I had gotten from um, Steve Carp fifty six. I think I believe this was on Twitter. He says if the NHL was smart, which it's not, uh, it would have an, an annual original six day where those only those teams would play and host each other. 
you know, whether it be Rangers, Bruins, Leafs, Habs, Hawks, Wings, you know, because those are the, big, the biggest rivalries out of the, the original six. And he goes, and that's it. Everyone else gets a day off. All games are nationally televised on both in the U.S. and Canada, you know. I, let, let it be as a history, a history lesson for, for both, you know, the young, young hockey fans and, you know, like newer, just now getting into hockey, the world like of hockey Like, say, fans. hey, these were your original six. Yeah, the, these teams started the NHL. Like, like, these Let's see the how history. they play now compared, maybe, you know, during each game show, talk about the history of each one of the teams. You know, that, it'd be cool. Even if they I, don't do it every single year, just do it soon. Just I would like, like that. Like one, I think it would be cool if they did it at the the hundred the hundredth anniversary season back in twenty eighteen. Would be cool shit. Like just one one day, one game out of every season yeah. to do this. One day out of the seven eight month long season. One like, day. Like <laughs> oh, oh no, these teams are already gonna play each other. Working to your fucking schedule. You're the NHL crying out loud. I know Gary Bateman's a fucking idiot. I mean, oh, he's an idiot. Well, yeah, he's an idiot. He's also just lazy. <laughs> it's it's Batman. Yeah. All right. Uh, going into our one topic for the evening, the bigger topic of the evening. Uh, going through all all thirty teams that you know either didn't make the playoffs here in general, or didn't make the Stanley Cup final. Because obviously, during recording, we've we've experienced two Stanley Cup final games between Tampa Bay and Colorado. So we're gonna go through first the uh, sixteen teams that did not get a chance to uh, compete for the Lord Stanley Cup, Stanley's Cup. So we're going to start with the last pace team, the 32nd pace team, Montreal Canadiens. What's one thing that you could see on this team, like, or one thing that could drastically improve this team? Does an entire new roster count? <laughs> I was going to say that for Arizona, but no, um, for, for me, it's it's their back end. Yeah, they, yeah. With, yeah with, with Carey Price being out a vast majority of the season, and no real defense because Shea Weber didn't play a single game this season. Yeah, I was gonna say the same with defense. Yeah. They need, they have the offensive firepower, but they need the defensive. They need the defense to get in there and be more physical and so, more aggressive. Yeah, I know we've heard rumors, but we just talked about this when we took took a break from from recording for a quick couple minutes. Uh, Chris Letang is one of the big names floating around for one of the who they could sign for, who they could try to try to go after. <laughs> As other than that, you know, some of the other big-name defensemen, and I just mentioned him a couple minutes ago as well, Hampus Lindholm is another big name that they could go after and get some, get some veteran, veteran help on that, that first, first, first blue-line pairing. Mm. You know, it could really give yep. them some help back there. Absolutely. All right, moving up is the Arizona Coyotes. Well, not really moving up, moving down south, but, like, moving up in the standings. Now you can say the entire roster change. Yeah. Yeah. They need. Yeah. They need they, they everything. Just, they, they just need Jesus. I wouldn't. Right. Say, I would leave, all joking aside, just in general, what they need, experience. Yeah. Outside of <laughs> Phil Kessel and Clayton Keller, they don't have a whole lot of people that have experience. They had OEL I mean, who, who was there for quite a few years, but you know he's obviously now over in um, Vancouver. But Keller isn't even that experienced. He's, yeah, he's, he's what four? This is going in his fourth year. Yeah, he's, he doesn't so. have experience really. It's yeah. just it's Phil, Kessel. Phil Kessel. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yep. All right, another baby team, thirtieth place, Seattle Kraken. Again, experience. Yeah, I was say very, very just experience as a team and as a team as a whole. Well, yeah. a lot of those players, obviously, they they were drafted. You know, they were drafted from other teams and they had played with their, their specific previous teams. On top it's of their draft picks, chemistry. They need chemistry experience. Is yes. what I would say. They need more experience working together, working together as a team as a whole, rather than just. 
individual player experience. Yeah, I felt like watching a few Seattle games this year, like a couple of them, even including Pittsburgh, it would be like Seattle is just full of puck hogs who want the spotlight, want the attention. Like, I'm going to be the face of this franchise. Exactly. You just got a fresh start. Yeah. And it's like you can say if you were able to give yeah, that spotlight I'll, I'll, with, to someone I mean, when, else. When Vegas picked or when uh, Seattle picked all their guys, like there wasn't really a guy that they knew. Hey, this is going to be the face of our franchise. Whether than with Vegas, when they picked Flurry, they knew. Hey, this is this guy's going to be the face of our franchise. Like he's he's going to help pretty much carry the team or at least boost the team to the next level to hopefully make the Stanley Cup playoffs in the inaugural season. I, I mean, obviously they made the, the final in the first season and losing to Washington. He was still there to be the he backbone. Was, he like, was that, the main reason. Like, yeah, he. he I, was know, the, I know he he missed a good what twenty or so games from from injuries. I mean, every goalie that they had was injured that year. <laughs> they, they went, went through, what six goalies that six year. Six goalies, but still, he he was a major backbone. Even when they were at it, they were like, "Hey, let's do this for it." And he was still a, a, a major rally points for the roster to keep moving yeah. forward and keep winning games through, during the stretch where the number one goaltender was out. So. Yeah, like, that's a difference between um, Seattle and Phoenix. or Sorry, Arizona. I don't know. I haven't said Phoenix in forever. Wow. Phoenix or Arizona just needs ge- just pl- genuine players that have experience. Seattle, as a team in general, needs chemistry experience like between each other mm. rather than individual players needing experience. All right. Uh, moving on to a team we absolutely hate, the Philadelphia Cry- I mean Philadelphia Cry- Flyers. <laughs> I mean, they, they I'm gonna be as gone. nice as I possibly can here. Again, they just need a new veteran. They need a new captain. Yeah. a new veteran captain. With them losing, exactly, you know, with well, them losing Claude Giroux, or so both Claude Giroux and Jakub Borchek, and within the past year. Sean Couturier is like the only one that I could picture or s- could say being the future captain. Yeah, I mean, or I'm Ivan Provorov, like, possibly. Provorov's another another possibility, but I I can almost guarantee it's going <laughs> to well, go to Couturier. They're kind of like the opposite of what we were saying earlier. They have the defensive skill, but they don't have any offensive fire. So are, are you think they're going they're just going to say screw it, pull the plug, and throw it on Nolan Patrick, and hey, say get your ass out there? <laughs> See, you know, what, you, know what, you know what's best for that franchise? A relocation. Get as far away from Pittsburgh as you possibly can. If you pay, you know, Tim Buck fucking two, good for you. <laughs> play there. I have two things they could probably look look into. Like Kyle and Colin said, a leader. They need a good leader uh, up front and then leading the team and then a consistent goaltender because Carter Hart is... Thin. Is inconsistent yeah, as fuck incons- when he's healthy. All right. Uh, uh, the 20th place team, the New Jersey Devils. For me, I think it's consistency. Yeah. They, they have, you know, 20, uh, 20 minute stretches, you know, 40 minute stretches. Fucking fantastic. They have a good roster yeah. on paper. Oh, it's yeah. just they, they, they don't have the consistency that they need to put together a I'm going to bounce off of that and say specifically consistency in the net yeah. is what they need the most. Mackenzie Blackwood, you know, in the, the short and 21 season looked phenomenal you know for as, as bad as the, Jer- the, the Jer- jersey devils were you know he he was the star of that team he was he kept them at least you know alive tolerable he kept them mentionable but now you know this past season i, I know he was injured for quite a, mat- a good amount of the season it was between scott wedgwood and um can't remember who the other the other guy was but because again they just weren't mentionable they didn't play nearly as good as they the could only, have the only like the only time they were in the news were that Ugly third jersey that says 
the jersey. jersey on front of the jersey. Which, oh, which, is, which is the worst jersey. We're worse than the Dallas Star jersey, man. It's... Hey, listen, that, you're the only one who says that's bad, but... But I, I can admit that that one is worse than the Dallas Star jersey. Like, that one is just... God, oh, it's like, a, it's it's tough to even look at. Like, like... Like, I'm sorry. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to get a shirt that says shirt on it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what makes you think we're going to say get a jersey that says jersey on it? It's, uh, mm. I don't know. Awful. Apparently, they love it in Jersey, so. For the most part. Okay, because it says their name on it. <laughs> oh, this is Jersey. I'm from there. <laughs> That's pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's roll over to the Windy City in Chicago. I see what you did there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go off. I'm going to go off what we said with Seattle, and they just need to learn to play better as a team. Not really. It just, and this, a lot of those guys have been there for yeah. a while. You know, well, it's they Patrick Kane, well, Alex DeBrinkett, Br- Jonathan Taze. Well, don't they, show them. That up for, until this past offseason when they traded him, Duncan Keith. They don't have, well, yeah, they don't have that team consistency it's, like they used to. I feel like if they it, can regroup and get all their money. They, they, they just need to find, again, very soon, they need to find their, their new, their, they need to find their next Corey Crawford is what yeah. they need to do. For, it's for, more. I think. I personally think it's that deep. That deal. The blue line. I I got. I was actually about to say what Jeffy just said. It's the blue line. I mean, yeah. when your number one defenseman in Seth Jones isn't doing his job, your whole whole decor is going to collapse. And mm-hmm. like you, you saw at the beginning of the season how much the flower struggled. And he's a good goaltender. He really is. But like Talk, when he, yeah, just, all time. Like. Yeah, <laughs> but when somebody like Mark Andre Fleury struggles with a team like Chicago. It's and, not and him. And it shows that it wasn't him. He, it, look how he played over in Vegas. Look how he played in Pittsburgh. Look how he played even when Pittsburgh had a struggling defense. And his short no, time was still pretty damn good. Look what like, happened when he got traded to Minnesota. His numbers started going back to where they should be. So like went back to the the, the Vegas days, yeah, pretty much. Vegas, Vegas, Vegas pre Vegas Pittsburgh days. Where yeah. we all know and love. So it it says it says yeah, it's a good way to say it. Went went back to the flurry that we, we have all grown know. to love. It, it's that decor that yes. is that is struggled and like and until St- Seth Jones decides to be Seth Jones again, until he decides to pick yeah, up another. Seth Jones is a great player, great defenseman. Just yeah. he just has to. He needs to find. He needs Chemistry to find his role that. there. He needs yep. to find out. Yeah, who yeah. who he pairs best with. Yeah, player. Seth Jones needs to be Seth Jones, and they need to pick up another player, a potential Chris Tang, because he's going to be off season, uh, a free agent this off season. Chris Tang and Seth Jones. Ooh. Like, be, like, get, get another defenseman, like a Chris Tang in there, so that they have to one-two punch the blue line. And you're starting to actually get some momentum. You're actually starting to get some confidence in the uh, Chicago area. And I know, Kyle, you're rocking the Chicago jersey tonight. So they, they just need their number one defenseman. Yeah, my my boy, Patty Kane, who I also have a love-hate relationship with. Gone, gone through phases back and forth where I've hated him and loved him, hated him and loved him. But... <laughs> I totally forgot to put it back on after I hit the restroom. All right. I thought you just got hot. Well, I'm always hot, but you're just taking oh, off yeah. all your clothes. All right, let's <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Before we get demonetized, uh, let's send it up to our uh, Canadians' national capital, uh, the Ottawa Senators. Yes. I hate, I hate to bring it back. Goaltending. Goaltending. I mean, yeah. Matt Murray obviously isn't the answer. Matt Murray is another. He's one of those that he only plays well if his teams. team plays well. Well, he only. I feel like he, to break down, like be more specific about him. He only plays well 
if the defensemen play well in front of them. You saw how, like, when Pittsburgh's defense struggled, I mean, often struggled there for a little bit, the only thing that bailed Matt Murray out in the beginning of the 16, excuse me, the 16 17 season was the defense, who really wasn't that hot. That still, like, they that, released something. They, it was something that kind of helped Matt Murray stay cool and calm in the net. So yeah. it, it's a defense. Yeah. Once the defense actually starts stepping up, Matt Murray gets the confidence, and he actually starts to be, you know, again, that 16-17 cup run with Pittsburgh that we, we've all grown to know, and obviously he helped us win two back-to-back in the Cups there. I, yeah. I feel like if, I feel like with Ottawa as one of those teams, you can literally put them in one of those big shufflers, shuffle the whole team around, and then fucking make the playoffs because the way they have it right now is just again they, yeah, they just again another thing that just they don't have a whole lot of experience outside of Brady Kachuk may, maybe throw Josh Norris in there he's Josh, also only oh, been in the league for three or four years as well I was gonna say Josh Norris isn't one of those big names not yet but like yeah not yet but like also he just he's one of the big names on Ottawa but league-wide yeah. not really yeah he's talking about Ottawa that's he might be one of the first two or three people you mentioned yeah but aside from that he's you know again just, he's a nobody yeah, they, they need experience. All right. Let's drive down to the Motor City. But <laughs> never mind. I'm not going to finish that. <laughs> uh, Detroit Red Wings. Depth. 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 I say, compared to the shortened season, they clearly that, have improved. Honestly, I don't think I could have used a better word myself other than you guys just did. Yeah. So. Like, like I'm, I'm going to kind of feed off of Jeffy. Uh, between the shortened season... Uh, the 20th and the 21 season, compared to now, the 21-22 season, they, they added a whole, pretty much a whole second line to it. So their, their top six forwards oh, yeah. are, are pretty solid. It's just how do you build the bottom six to help kind of support that and get that quote-unquote secondary well, score. I think the, one of the main issues they need is they need a healthy Jakob Verana. They, mm. they, they, they're winning games when he's in the lineup. Just He can't stay healthy ever since he got thrown over there. But, I mean, again, if he, that, if he, that's can, our, if he can stay healthy, that team's set. But again, like there are going to be players that go down through the course of the season. That happens to anybody, yeah. any yeah. team. Yeah. I don't care whether you're in Detroit, whether you're in Washington, Tampa. You're going to need that depth to kind of be like, okay, I trust, I, I trust uh, this person with the minors to replace a Jakub Forjek, yeah. or or Verona, as you said. Right. I'm sorry. I mean, or Dylan Larkin. But I, at the same like, time, one could argue, jumping over to, over to the Stanley Cup Finals. With uh, the Colorado Avalanche being both now without both Nazem Kadri and Andre Perikovsky, they're playing just fine. But I mean, you'll, you'll was, have to. Was, was Perikovsky in for game two? He was there, but he, he got injured halfway through. through. Yeah, yeah, but again, they, they they still showed it. They played like they didn't need him. I mean, no offense to Perikovsky. I hate to say that about him specifically, but, you're, but like you're right. Being down one <clears throat> one of their top six four, two of their top six fours, and being both of those now, I guess we'll see how game three plays out. But, but here, here, they played here, game one and two just fine without Kadri. But here's the thing: you you still have those big guns, you know, in Colorado that you don't in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. So like this is a weird drop off, you know, behind the top six. Yeah, so somebody such, such as you know a Darren Helm, who's you know it's it's typical fourth liner can still play very very well up on that second line. And with the experience with him winning cup with Detroit back in 08, you could at least trust you know that depth to really step up in those big game scenarios. Yeah. De- again, Detroit just doesn't have that right yeah. now. And, and uh, as much as much amazing work as Stevie Y is doing in the Motor City. Y- yes. It's he's, there's, there's he's, still, he is finessing teams with some of these signings and trades he is doing. Yeah. Absolutely stole Jakob Verana out of from Washington for Anthony Mantha. 
Yeah, it, it absolutely just... stole Alex Nedeljkovic in the offseason away from Carolina. Like he, mm-hmm. he's he's done some amazing, amazing moves. It's just, it's just they, they aren't there yet. Yeah. Obviously, they're slowly they're improving, which that's that's <clears throat> good. <clears throat> Ethan would be covered in his pants right now. <laughs> I mean, they. I can honestly see them making a very a much tighter playoff push this year. They might probably still won't make it, but it's gonna be a lot tighter of a push this year than people are they, making. I think they can. Least they can up. very easily make make fifth place in their division. Easily. Yeah, th- this past season. Even, even if they even if they push fourth, they'll of course they'll probably this will be the one year they make fourth and five teams from the Metro are going to make it. Well, here's the thing: that season in the Atlantic, they placed sixth. They are one point behind the fifth place team, Buffalo Sabers. Yeah. The net, the uh, fourth team that made it from the Atlantic was Boston, the Boston Bruins, yeah. who had 107 points. And Detroit had what 80, 87, 89? 74. Oh, wow. So they're pretty far. Yeah, right. Never mind. Uh, as you say, <laughs> the last team to make it from the East was Washington at 100 points even. Yeah. All right, moving up. Speaking of Buffalo, the Sabres are up next, 24th place. I think we just got to go back to experience. Yeah. Like that's that's their one of their biggest issues. One of your most experienced player is Alex Jeff. Tuck. And or Jeff, even, even Malcolm Subban, Jeff, Jeff Skinner, Skinner yeah. Kyle Poso. I mean, one of your most, most experienced you know, veteran is Kyle Caposo, who's only won one play- playoff series in the past, you know, in his career. You mm. don't really have many players who, who can say they've done that outside of Malcolm Subia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Buffalo's been one of those teams where, you know, living so close and we all tend to follow them a tad bit more than we do most teams just yeah. to, you know, keep up with stats and all that, but... You know, they for so me. Getting in Buffalo, it's an hour and a half. We can drive to the drive yeah. to the arena and get inside the arena within an hour and a half. Yeah. You know, like they're even they're, if it's just a, a random, you know, Buffalo Detroit game we'd want to go see or something. You know, yeah, they're one of those teams that can be very hit or miss depending on the season. Honestly, they really did I well. Mean, I, I have seen t- I have seen them play. I've seen Pittsburgh play Buffalo three times now. First two times we stomped all over them. That third time, obviously, with Colin being there, we, we they, came no. came up short in the shootout. No, remember. Re- re- they beat us twice this season. Well, I'm saying the th- three times I have seen them. Oh, okay. I have seen I'm Pittsburgh sorry, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm talking about the three times this season. Well, they actually went to overtime twice when you went this year. One when, Pittsburgh. with um, somebody I won't mention. Um, that's the game where Jeff Carter scored the overtime winner. Guy was six rows behind the glass and got to see that unbelievable experience. Phenomenal. Oh, my God. I'd go back and do it any day of the week. Yeah. I wouldn't pay the price, but, <laughs> hey, but um, I didn't pay for it, so... <laughs> All right, moving on to the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, who finished 23rd this year. They, I feel like the Ducks are one of those teams where they have everything down. They just need to put all their thoughts on the same fucking whiteboard, and they have to gear up and get ready to play. Because they really seem like one of those teams where I'm going to compare yeah, them to they're, they're, well, one they're, of the, they're, they're another one of those teams. They were fun Amazing on paper. They, amazing yeah. on paper. They were fun to watch this year. They were one of my favorite teams to watch this year. I, I just think they need to insert more youthful experience in it. Because like, they, they have a lot, a lot of experienced guys. It's just they're, they're playing, like, leaning more on the older guys. Adam Henry, well, Ryan Getzloff, where, like, he just, with, sure, sure, their experience is great, but, like, their legs don't carry them as fast as some of these, these, I mean, these younger guys. Some yeah. of those younger guys are proving that they're going to be the faces of that team. Charlie yeah, Terry, just, Sonny Milano, Trevor Zegras, who just, I just personally think who should still get the yeah. Calder Trophy. Well, I but, just, just give these younger guys more of an opportunity to shine and carry this team. I, I feel like their young legs would definitely help not really make the playoffs next season, 
but kind of bolster them for to, to be in the bubble. Oh, 100%. I can, yeah. they can, if John Gibson stays as consistent as he has been the past couple of years, they're making the playoffs. Like, See, that's, that's without I, question. Like, yeah. I'm going to compare the Ducks to Pittsburgh because they kind of have the same, they have very similar playing styles. But my biggest similarity with them too is hesitation. The mm. Ducks? The Ducks. They always seem like that type of team where they hesitate to make passes. I would say that they, they, just, they give effort when not – they give effort on when it's unnecessary. They give effort against teams that they don't need to be giving as much effort look against. At Pittsburgh's the I mean, same look, way. Look, look at look Trevor Zegers. He scored, what, three Michigan goals, and they're against, what, Ottawa, Buffalo, and I think Seattle? They're three of the worst teams in the league, and he's – I mean, he's they're wasting all their energy – Show, yeah. getting well, putting points on their highlight Pitt, reel Pittsburgh's against been, bad teams like well, that. The Penguins have been the same way the last few years. They've been showing up against these teams like Seattle and Buffalo and all these non-dominant teams, and then we play a team like Washington and we get absolutely blown out of the water. We're like, and I'm like, I'd much rather lose to a team like Buffalo and use that. I'm not trying to not just period. Okay, but, yeah. but I'd rather use that explosive energy against. And, I mean, in years like past, we've, we've been the complete opposite. You know, we we'd go play Washington and Tampa and beat them both seven to one. We'd come home to Detroit and lose six to two. Like, I know. No, I, I know. can't remember the Penguins. Well, last time lost Penguins lost to Detroit, but I think it was this year actually. It's been a while. I think we actually. I think both. I think we did lose once this year. I but think before we lost that, them it was, it's been a while. I think we lost to them by like three points this year because Ethan was rubbing them in our faces. All right, moving on. Uh, obviously, Ethan's fantasy boy does pray for this team, the San Jose Sharks. Eric Carlson. His fantasy boy. <laughs> his fantasy boy. His dream guy, we'll say that. His zaddy, as you, some people call it. The flow. The flow, the stash, the whatever you want to call it. The Sharks, again, you know, on paper, they have a decent team. I mean, they can't. They were very close to making the playoffs this yes. year. They, 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 they were pushing, so, pushing towards the end. The, the middle of the season, they were doing damn good. I think. And just I, I kind of fell off towards the end of the season. I was saying, they were 22 points outside of playoffs, but. Were the they that far out? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because yeah. there are two teams that are ahead of them, Vancouver and Vegas. Yeah. Oh, wow. L, LA got the last playoff spot in their division. Hmm. I think my biggest thing with San Jose, it's full of old, head, old heads. If you can get some young guys yeah. in there, maybe from the maybe Logan Couture. Make, I mean, Eric, we can even say Eric Carlson's starting to get up there. Maybe make a few trades in the offseason to get some fresh legs in there because you have a bunch of great. Anything, I just say well, a, young, a younger decor. Well, what? I, well, here's what I'm gonna say. You have a bunch of great mentors on that team. A bunch of old, wise hockey players that can show them the way. But it's the matter of getting the young guys who either want to either want to step up and accept a trade to a losing team like San Jose, or you just pick someone out of the draft, you know, you just pick someone out of the draft, and then you keep them and have the mentors do their work. I mean, but not everybody's going to be Connor McDavid and jump into the, and be an immediate impact on their team. Believe me, I know, but if you give them enough time, I can honestly San Jose making playoffs in the next season maybe too. Yeah. I, I, wouldn't, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I wouldn't call you stupid for that. I what I'm gonna say no, is you're fucking stupid. the yeah, past times we've called it, well look what happened last time we've called him stupid. I'm not, that's why I'm no longer <laughs> when it comes to this shit like this I am no longer calling Bobo stupid. Um, I'll still call him stupid, just not in the podcast. <laughs> well, he's dead twice, so I don't want to hear it. So for my for what I'm thinking, three. <laughs> kind of similar to what Bobo says with them order, get more young depth in San Jose, and and then. Um. I, I do have to say, like, it, it definitely helped com- uh, team confidence as soon as they uh, they got rid of Evander Kane. 
Yeah. Which, that was going to be my biggest thing, because, you know, how, how much of a toxic player he is, you know, regardless of where he is. But I don't know what to say for San Jose. They're just... Okay, the question is, is Evander Kane as toxic as we think he is? And look how look how much he he was the top scoring he was the top scoring player in the for Edmonton in the playoffs. Um, I, I'm sorry, like I I still I still can't get past. I mean, he, he was an immediate impact on that team over there. Just, yeah, I think, on, on the ice he's fine, but like off, off the, the ice, ice. 100 percent off the ice. That, like, that's where we don't we don't he, see much. Is off if, the if ice. he keeps that shit out of the locker room, which obviously he's he's done pretty well in Edmonton. He he's proven he can do his best be, as long as he keeps it out of the locker room. He's as best he's say, fine. I know Edmonton was not gonna put put up with his yeah, shenanigans. You know, especially those big name guys like, hey, don't fuck up our team. You know, don't don't ruin this team for us. We, we have a good David thing going. We have a good thing going. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. Like, yeah. like either he, he didn't. Like he's, either he's dropped, played extremely well. Either drop the shit in the past and move on with us or stay stay and Don't, don't get me wrong. He, he was he I know he was in the center of a couple couple controversial calls, couple controversial hits this season, but one and one or two of them, you know, weren't really our fault. I think one of them was Brendan Lemieux. He, that we really think Brendan that he dove, and then there's the one on what Kadri, that we think Kadri kind of dove. Like it, it was it, game three of uh, round round three. Yeah. And up in Edmonton was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move up to Columbus. <sighs> Columbus. Um, consistency in their goaltenders because like, the oh, El- El- Elvis. Elvis. Yeah. El- Elvis had his great moments, but like you can tell, like he is a mental block with the passing of the other goaltender. I can't, I, I can't remember, I can't remember his name. Uh, Cor- Corpusello. yeah. Um, Ever since Corpusello passed after you know saving his family, uh, he he's kind of hung up on that, and like he has these phenomenal games for like okay, I have it's only hockey, and hockey only, and then they, some of these games where you can tell like. It's definitely gotten to him, so he's not at his best, and that's where you know the dominoes kind of fall over, and that's where you know the team kind of collapses in front of him. I was honestly going to go in a really different direction on this one. I was going to say coaching. We haven't really seen that team be good since Tortorella was over there. I mean, granted, his, Tortorella's last season over there wasn't really his best. Yeah, because he kind of benched line. Which he he kind of made some stupid decisions. I think honestly, part of me, I think it's a conspiracy. John Torello just wanted to get the hell out of there. Yeah. I mean, why else would you bench somebody as big as Patrick Line after you just got him over in a trade? Why would you bench somebody Tortorella's as good as Pierre Luc Dubois? You're benching him. Because again, uh, Tortorella is a fucking idiot. I I was gonna go defense with them because or be it's they're one of those teams where yes they have you could say. Somewhat solid goaltending, but their defense has to step it up. They have fire. They have the offensive firepower, but every one of their defensive lines all, are all consistently bad. They let pucks go past the line. They always create three on two. You know, I mean, now their most two, experienced defenseman now being Zach Wierenski. I mean, yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like you can't really blame the goaltenders on this one because they always create those three-on-twos, two-on-ones, breakaways, you name it. And the goaltender's like, fuck, I don't have a defense. What do I do? So I mean, I said, the reason I said coaching is just because John Torrell, he did an amazing job with, with that team for, for quite a few years. He may have only he, – he got to the playoffs consistently every year. He may have been a Toronto Maple Leaf and lost in the first round every year, but he got there every year consistently. Yeah. So it wasn't up until he started, you know, making some stupid moves, benching players he shouldn't have benched when, you know, started to go downhill. And like, he's, he's one of those non-players that I have a love-hate relationship with. 
you know, I, I gained a little bit more respect for him even after he made those, you know, or called, you know, Zegers and Milano. I don't, you know, I don't remember what the word he used, but he just said it was not for the sport of hockey when they had done that that miraculous goal. You know, the, the flip over that and scored the That's goal. That's kind of like what I said. I, I gained a little bit of respect for when he came out and publicly apologized for it and, you know, cl- and cleared up his words and, you know, do, not didn't really take back what he said, but, you know, he, he cleared it up of what like, he... This is what that I his words didn't come, ar- come across the way he wanted them to. That's kind of what... I, I did gain a little bit of respect for him that he was, he was man enough and he was, you know, a gentleman and came out and apologized saying, hey, I didn't mean for it to come see, off that way. They're great players. I respect see, the hell out of them. See, that's kind of why I said when, when we were talking about him, when he was was um, hired as the coach for Philly, um, that's why I kind of looked at when... I was like, I feel like it's going to be, I'm seeing a lot more of my hatred side towards him this year. I'm like... going to have to see, as, face him a lot. As much as we don't like that, I think that's kind of why I said with him, he um, he could be a big reason why the um, he could reunite the spark with the Battle of the Keystone between Pittsburgh Again, that, and that, Philly. That rivalry between Tortorella and Sullivan is going to be fire. But kind of going back to Columbus, I do got to agree with Kyle with its coach, its coaching staff. All right. Uh, New York team, Islanders. Everything. Leadership. <laughs> Leadership. Arena, no. <laughs> but they just got they, a new they need, they need a more experienced arena. It's a uh, new arena. They're not you. No, it's if you say that you're stupid. All right, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, gonna be playing at a fucking university. Good job, guys. Yeah. Wow. When you're imagine being in a capacity of ninety five hundred fans, isn't it? Okay. They still probably still won't fill 5, the arena. All right. 5, it's 000. only five thousand. It's only five thousand, but you're still not gonna fill. That's probably they say still probably won't fill the that's, arena. That's the Otters gain more attendance on a Friday night than they do well, on a. That's what's <laughs> funny. They can hold as many as fans as the Otters. Yeah, the insurance rate can. Here we go. When your college team is officially better than the NHL team, shit's wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, Islanders, it's going to be, it, it's leadership in that, I feel like. And um, Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Leadership. I'm, I'm going to say a bit of everything. Everything from it's not, everything from coaching and leadership yeah, to. I do, I do think it, it's just time for a rebuild in general. Yes. I mean, obviously, they just got rid of their coach in uh, Barry Trotz, but, yeah. like. That's, like, what, what, that's, that's usually the first sign of the beginning of a rebuild as a new coach. Yes. It's usually a sign. Because they did, obviously, they the last few years, they back-to-back, they were in the conference finals. Of course, getting knocked out by Tampa two twice in a row. After after the last two years of nearly making to the Stanley Cup. Did they make it to the conference final in 2022? Yep. Mm. In the bubble? Yeah. yeah. Did they? Two years yeah. ago. What, really? Yeah. I thought it was Philly. No. no. Huh. They only made it in the semis, but they didn't make it all the way. Oh, they, that, they, that they, they got knocked out by the Islanders. So okay. Jeffy, Jeffy's right in this one. Um, but, and then, obviously, they kind of fell short this year, and that's kind of where I feel like after so close of making it to the cup, that's where the leadership kind of started to go downhill. After having so much success, it just went away. Went away. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like we're they're gonna rebuild like they didn't, with the system. They didn't really face that many injuries this year. They just it's just the leadership. Just, was, yeah, the leadership. They just didn't have. They just didn't have any. Is the thing. Yeah. So that's a good. That's a good one, Jeff. Yeah, that's. Very, I gotta give you that very. one. All right, let's shoot right over the Winnipeg Jets. Um, starting off with the Jets, 
I'm gonna say gold penny because I feel like Hellebuck's get it. No. Well, here's well, Hellebuck. Bola he has kind of a point. He but was, he was he, off he, this year. Well, here's, he was, no. he's, not, he's not as well. He wasn't as good as previous seasons, and he wasn't as well, consistent. He, he was still Vezina caliber this year, though. He's, yeah, but he wasn't as consistent comparatively to other seasons. Well, yeah. So gonna, Bo, Bo does have a oh, for sure. point. Well, what I'm gonna say is get him a solid backup. If you can put a solid because backup, can you name their backup goaltender? No. 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 Yeah. <laughs> just like you can name Tampa Bay's. Backup goaltender, right? Right, John Cooper. If right? you can throw a solid backup behind behind Winnipeg, Hellebuck, behind Hellebuck and Winnipeg, and you have that tag team combo. Let's go back to the you know Penguins with Flurry and Murray. The or yeah, that out or Flurry Leonard or Flurry and Leonard, the outstanding goalie duo that won us those two cups. Yeah. You you don't have a true number one. You have a one you can, a. You, and you one even B go back to the, yes. the the capitals of sixteen through eighteen with Holtby and Grubauer. Yeah, that 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 tandem was and pretty uh, solid too. You uh, again, to, you, you don't have a solid number one. You have a one a one b goaltender. Yeah, or yeah. night in and night out. You know you have you know at least one of the two starting goaltenders in net. Exactly. Very, very similar over in, in Carolina now with um, Anderson and um, I'm not. It might not. I'm not. I'm thinking Florida with um, Spencer Knight and Bob Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna say get a solid. Defend, you know, get solid goaltending, and you got yourself a cup-contending team. Yeah, but I mean, that's an, that's another one that I think I would just say uh, they're all da- yeah. da- very damn near. They're probably about a year away from a rebuild. Um, I said this this is the one last year where if they don't prove something, it's it's rebuild time. I'm gonna go this season's a rebuild season. I can. See I I'm gonna say give them another the, year. I can honestly see something happening before pre before the. Season drops. I mean, only got, it's a little late to start now, but well, whether they had they you know in the off season they get a new coach, they get you know new coach, even a new coordinator or something. All right, moving on to uh, the Vancouver Canucks. See, I I was talking to one of my coworkers who is a big you know Vancouver fan. Really? Yeah, he's why. He, <laughs> He, he likes those weird teams, the Boston Celtics, the Vancouver Canucks. And, like, I, I know what he was saying because uh, he, he's really into big, they're big into following the Canucks and you know, everything about them. He said his biggest thing, his biggest worry was their defense consistently not showing up and they don't have experience in that, that lineup because most of them don't have playoff and experience. Again, going or, back the name we or, mentioned earlier, the most experienced defenseman there is OEL, and he's only been there for, what, two seasons now? Yeah, two seasons. Or this is first over there? Two seasons. And then you have Todd Myers as well. But they don't have experience that some of these other Western Conference teams have, that some of these Canadian teams have, with the exception of Toronto. But they don't have the experience that, you know, they need to get over their bump. After 2011, it's, it's been downhill for them. Because I think they've only made the playoffs once since then. Something like that. Yeah, and he, he said that's the most frustrating thing about being a Vancouver Canucks fan, was they yeah, don't have experience. Ever since the Sedin brothers left, it's been mm-hmm. downhill. Yeah, really, really downhill. Yeah, well, I'm trying Because their goaltenders are good, Halak and Demko. He, he's not a big fan of Halak. Demko's really good when he's hot. 
If like, you, he, he's solid for them, but like they didn't the solid yeah, number. When, when, oh, he's, when, when he's solid, he's Vesna caliber. He's amazing. That, I'm he's sorry, amazing. I also forgot to mention that. Like they, they need to replace Hawk, and they need to have a solid number two to rely on when Demko. I think Hawk is just up. too old at this well, point. He's been around can, forever. It seems like Van he's like Wolf. a small, a small change. Like he's like only there when kind of like how we said with in the NFL, like with Mason Rudolph, the Steelers, like. He's a minor change, like a short term. Yeah, he he's he's a short term fix. I wouldn't even consider Mason Rudolph a short term fix. Well, no, I'm just I'm just we were just using that. He's good for like he's good for a temporary fix. Yeah, big picture stuff. When you want to go into the big picture, long term, long like deep deep playoff run, Mm. he's not your man. Yeah. Well, it also Thatcher Demko is going to be your man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But he needs somebody. Is it what? Yeah. What happens when De- Demko goes down? <coughs> but, Bless you. Yeah, oh, I. Me, I feel like Vancouver. But like, that, that that's gonna be the big, biggest problem. You need that solid number two to rely on. You know, on the on the off night that Demko's not there, or he needs to break because they're doing back to back games or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Next one in with in the seventeenth standing, the Vegas Golden Knights. <sighs> Honestly, they just need... they're solid all around. They just need to, you know, hit the shuffle button and kind of shuffle, you know, a couple. Like I was, was going to again go back to goaltending and just say get a get a solid backup behind Laner now. Yeah, I you, mean, you saw... was it Laurent Brisson? I want to say his name. I think I'm pronouncing both his yeah. first and last name. But either way, you saw how they performed when Leonard was out with an injury. I mean, granted, in years past, they could, you know, they had a number two and flurry. Is, is, like, is it too early to say whether or not Jack Eichel is actually the problem? Is it too early to say? I say he is. Because like he, you don't realize like how little time he spent over Vegas via trade. Twenty-five games, thirty games. I mean, he did. Like that. He did not bad in a short period of games, but yeah. he's he, not. He, he just. It's the same thing. Uh, I forget where. Oh, in Seattle. Yeah. You know, they just don't have the. Uh, that the connection that some of these other teams do. Yeah. You, Twenty games isn't that much in the no. NHL uh, no, no, no. season. No. So that's not going to be much. That's a fourth of the season. And the thing <laughs> was not even twenty five percent. And of the half season. their team was injured this year. Yeah, they did have a lot of injuries. So yeah. that didn't help. Yeah. This year to the first team that made the playoffs out of all of these. So the sixteenth, well, uh, the sixteenth place team. One of the teams, that, oh, that D one team that got swept in the first round of the playoffs, the Nashville Predators. I honestly, I honestly, I think uh, Vegas should have taken that instead of Nashville. I really think that this would have been a totally different cup if Vegas would have beat Nashville. Yeah. Or if Vegas would have squeaked in that spot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm from Nashville again. Yeah, I think that I think that's the reason why Colorado swept right through. Is they just didn't have an experienced goaltender in there. Yeah, well, I mean, once UC Soros went with down, with being big, big D David Riddick, I mean, he, he just didn't. He just doesn't. He didn't have. He has a lot of experience. He just doesn't have that playoff experience that Soros had. Mm. Yeah, let's just say Soros. Like, if he didn't go down, it'd been a little different. So I, I, I wouldn't say that the goaltending is the issue whatsoever. No. I think that's a very solid one-two punch they got. It, but they need a number, a solid uh, number two. Uh, yeah, that, that has the playoff experience to step up. Because Soros the was behind Pekka, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's for the, what I for thought. the longest time. Like he was the number two. So he, he, never, he never really. He's very similar to like the Curtis McElhenney of Tampa Bay. He just Vasilevsky was in his spotlight forever. He just didn't have a lot of time. 
to prove but himself. But you, you still had the leadership, the mentorship of a Pekka Rene to kind of lean on. And he's, One, he's shown that Lene, he's shown that Rene was a good leader. So yeah, I mean, uh, and then as of right now, like uh, David Riddick doesn't have the leadership that you know UC yeah. has, or doesn't have the time to learn from a mentor and a UC Saros. I, I think I that's. Like, can we see? I know there's rumors. Can we see somebody such as I don't know a Casey Smith being over there? That's as young as, as quote unquote inexperienced as Casey Smith is. Maybe because he's only seen what two games? Oh, not even two full games of. I'm sorry, three because you know that that trip overtime game with Pittsburgh Washington. But like he, he has Rangers. Seen, yeah, you said Washington. That's what I mean. It's Rangers. <laughs> I but didn't like, even catch it. <laughs> but like that 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 payoff game against the Rangers, like he doesn't really have much payoff experience. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they just. I think they just need a solid back. Um, solid backup. For Saros. Agreed. Yeah. All right. The next team to be defeated is the Dallas Stars. That was a hell of a series. That first round with Dallas. With I Calgary, have to say. yeah. I, that was a Calgary. hell. They, they held in there a lot harder and stronger than I thought they would. That was one of them that I thought would go to five games, maybe. Yeah. And they I, pushed on I, don't, seven. I think I said six. I think that was one of the first few that I yeah. got wrong. Because you guys were all surprised. You were like, Bobo got one wrong. And well, because we also kept our mouth shut because you've been right about Dallas in the past. So we're like, oh, do what you want. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, they they, they, they fought their ass. Jamie Benn in that series, man, yeah. as much as I really am yeah. not a huge fan of him, he, he played his ass he off up. in that series. He, he really stepped, stepped up. up. I guess you can say he was the star of that yeah, series. He, he really proved himself. He really showed that he wanted a, an, another run at the Cup like mm. he did back in the, the year prior, two years prior. Yeah. I think... My issue with Dallas, though, again, goaltending. I'll say, or maybe I say Jay Ottinger was. Ottinger was. A, a, yeah. I'm surprised. I'm really shocked that he didn't make Vesna voting this year. I mean, he or maybe I'll say he was. He was fine. Like nothing wrong was with Ottinger. I mean, unless. I mean, that's another one. I think you can go back and say defense. That's what I was. Yeah. That was don't have be a my lot, second. Don't have a lot of big names back there. That was going to be my second. Was defense. You know, yes, they. You know, defense. I mean, their their biggest one being. Mir Mir Heiskanen, I think, is yeah. their, their most experienced one now, and he's well, only also only been there for yeah. four or five well, years. If you think of a goaltending and your defensive line, it's almost like a motor, and it's not like gas going into an engine. You know, your heart of that engine, your goaltender is that engine. Just keeping everybody ready, keeping everybody fueled up. And then the uh, the defense in front of that is all that fuel pouring into that engine as of saying, okay, we can make you know we can get you this, we can get you this, we can get you that, but you gotta keep us, you gotta keep running the whole sixty minute play time. You know, you slip a gear, you do this, you do that, shit's gonna go down the drain. Are moving on to the Minnesota Wild. Um, there's honestly, I don't really see any problems with Minnesota. I really don't. They're a great team on paper. They're a great team Ex- on ice. Experience their depth. Because Creel doesn't have that much experience yeah. playoff-wise. But he's, yeah. brought, he's proved that he's meant to be for he, that, on that team, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he is. He's a good player. He's just, again, it'll come with age. Like one, one or two years, they'll be one of those teams that are getting to the second, third round consistently. Yeah, yeah again, it's just 
doesn't have the experience in some of these yeah. other papers. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and hence why St. Louis got the festivals, because St. Louis, most of their core, most of their depth has that, that deep playoff experience because of the cup, their cup run in 2019. Yeah. They just don't have the experience that you know, St. Louis yeah. has. Will Kirill be the next Connor McDavid, no. but of Minnesota? No. Eh, he's, it, it's, it's potential. Minnesota standards, yes, but league standards. No. I'm not saying league standards. I'm saying Minnesota standards. Oh, for sure. Oh, Minnesota, next, if you're looking at will just... Will he be the next big shining star that just takes over Minnesota and eventually will capture the league by storm like McDavid did? Correct, yeah. Um, we kind of jumped up a little bit, Um, but the 14th spot was the LA Kings. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going off this bracket. Oh, Who'd you're Austin looking at the bracket. Yeah, yeah. who lost in what round? Oh, okay. okay. That's, that's why. I kind of I threw me off. That's why I was like. Yeah, because Jeffy and I have the ESPN the LA, site pulled up. Yeah. I mean, we've said a lot of times that teams need experience. They just need younger depth. Younger, they need yeah. younger, quicker depth. Yeah, just, a, lot of, quick. a lot of other I, big names have, have been, you know, slowing down, such as Drew Doughty. Uh, Dustin Brown this past season, Anze Kopitar. I say with Dustin Jonathan, Brown now retiring. Yeah. Jonathan not so quick. Yeah. Yeah. I say, I say, kind of with they need two things. They need consistent because Jonathan Quick is not always Jonathan. He's always he's not, always not so quick. Yeah, he's not always so quick. <laughs> but um, but go. like what Kyle said, younger death they need um depth. It's okay. Younger death works too. <laughs> Right, you're in L.A. All right, moving on, because that's totally inappropriate. Uh, the St. Louis Blues. When you go up against a team like Colorado, it's tough to match. I mean, you, you saw how, how badly they manhandled Tampa the other night. Seven to nothing. Look at Steve Daniels' latest video, by the way. Yeah. If you, I don't know if you guys have seen I, ha- I, I, I saw it today. I just had time I, to look at it. I, I watched it on my lunch break, by the way. I've worked all day, both yesterday and today, so I didn't get a chance to see it. So watch it, by the way. I, so. I will probably watch it tonight. But yeah, so we're talking with the St. Louis uh, Louis Blues here. When you play a team in Colorado, you're gonna have a tough time, regardless. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So there's there's not a whole lot of of help that they really need. They have depth. It's the only thing they could debate is the goal def- defense depth, but. Yeah. It's. I mean, goaltending Jordan Bennington and Billy Huso. Assuming that they they probably will end up losing Billy Huso, you could probably say, okay, get a start looking for a new solid backup for Bennington. You, you could. My, my my one counteraction to that is, first of all, you need a solid, consistent, healthy Jordan Bennington, who's not a big crime bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then you can go from there. Because, like, as soon as you get the number one, you can get a solid number two learning under him or, you know, a, a veteran guy who, who who knows his shit and can, can keep walking forward. I mean, you could also say if you throw a, another veteran next to Kiel McCarr. You You're get, wrong to you, dude. Fuck. Okay. Sorry. I heard Colorado and my mind clicked to Colorado. ADHD at its finest, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> I, heard, food? I heard Colorado, and then my mind just clicked to Colorado. And I'm like, hey, hey, shiny object! Attention, attention deficit. Hey, donuts. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Alright, fire them up them donuts, baby. Because it's the Calgary Flames, man. Again, another team, man. Just, that's, that's, 
assuming how the I think it it all depends on how the offseason goes, who they lose and who they're able to keep. With them, with them potentially be losing, good chance that they're going to be losing Johnny Goudreau. You, yeah. you got to find a you got to find a replacement for him because he's not a player that's going to be easy to replace. If they do end up losing him, yeah, that's a big concern. Number one concern: keeping Johnny Hockey. Number two is finding a solid decor to help him take the, the third round. Yeah, or past Edmonton at least. Yeah. Didn't they just resign? No. No. No, I thought, they just, I thought I saw a thing he signed like a four or six year. Colin thought it was, but that was posted, updated six years ago that they oh. had posted that. Yeah, and then it said, <laughs> I, this, this, no, it was three days ago the picture was uploaded. Okay. For six years ago. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, because I'm like, I swear to God I saw somebody in the group. Yeah, so me and Kyle kind of caught it. I said, I said uh, look at the date, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Colin goes, I, I didn't even read that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't read the date in the picture. I read the date above the article. I was going to say, that's what I picture. did, too. All right. Oops. All right. Speaking of Edmonton, the oil orders up next. The, the last team from the West we're going to be uh, covering. Get someone behind Mike. Re- replace Mike Smith and get a new goaltender. Goal, yeah, goaltending. Yeah. Consistency in goaltending. Yep. Co- have... Koskinen's fine. Just yeah. Well, Koskinen's hiding in the KHL, remember. Oh, did he? Is he, he going down to the KHL? Yeah, he's going over to the KHL. Okay. Or one of the Swede leagues. Wow. But regardless. So there was, there was potentially losing both of them. Yeah, well, what I so would, it's, it's getting a goaltender. Well, yeah. I was going to say, what I would do is I'd try to bring Koskinen back up from... One of those leagues, yeah, if possible. No. It doesn't happen. No. Nope. Okay. This isn't the minors. It's a whole different. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's a whole different <laughs> ball game. I know. It's hockey. Right. You. <laughs> I hate both of you so much. Oh, well, <laughs> moving on. Why am I here? <laughs> uh, moving on to the east. Let's start to, uh, top to bottom as I can see it here. The Washington Crapper Pants. I mean, crap Capitals. Uh, Got to go back to goaltending. Goaltending. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Vitsy Vanetchik and Ilya Samsonov, both less than three years of experience apiece. Again, it'd be just vet goalie. Ex- I don't say goalie depth or again, they just need goalie experience. Yeah. Give those two another two three years of experience, and they're set. I say Ilya. That's a very very solid that one two one a one b punch. I feel like Samsonov would have been better like if he had mentorship when Lundqvist was there if he didn't. Get- he didn't have health issues when he was traded over there. I felt like if Lundqvist was there, it would have helped Samsonov last season. Would give him, give him um, the, the confidence yeah. and experience that he needs. Give him that. Boost. But I feel like, but since he didn't get that, it's just we didn't get any of their. Um, that didn't help. They, they didn't get that boost. That they they needed a. Jump start and needed that boost, and this year they just couldn't get that boost. Yeah. All right. Uh, to the infamous chokers of the first round. Toronto. No, I was talking with Pitt. Yeah, it's fucking Toronto. Well, yeah, about. Pittsburgh too. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Which one? We have to spe- We actually we have to start specifying now. Well, we'll get to Pittsburgh later, but the Atlantic, the, the Atlantic Division first round choker. The guys up north that choke <laughs> a lot. Toronto. they don't. So that's, that's I mean that's the joke of the past. That's all they they just need to show up in the playoffs. I mean they did this year. I, I mean, say really game did. seven. Game seven is where they need to show up. They'll they'll show up the first six games and they'll have a hard fought battle. It's just that seven. I mean, that, that seven game still even that was a um, 
such an like you didn't know who was gonna win that game until that final horn blew. Oh, oh, I did that I game go into overtime? Every single no. every single what? shot okay. in that game could have went in that net. Yeah. Like, was, it's what I'm, I'm just trying to think. What will get them past Game Seven over that hump? Yeah, that's all that's the way. The, thi- the thing is that they keep can they keep running into hot goaltenders, Carey Price, Andre Vasilevsky. Back in the day, it was Tuka Rask a couple years in a row. Then they had Braden Holpe a couple years in a row. You, for a team like Toronto, you got to get solid two ways. You got to get those solid two ways that aren't afraid to push boundaries. Yeah. You know, and they can, you can, well, you can build a team off of a couple powerful two way forwards. You know, you can build. You can literally build an offensive line and a defensive line off your two-way forwards, and that's your one-and-two. That's your one-two combo. Yeah, because overall they're not bad. It's just they they struggle going across the blue line. They hesitate. They stutter. It's not they, bad. They're it's one of those teams where every time they go to strike when the iron's hot, nothing happens. Yeah, the iron's hot. The iron it's ready to be. You know, they're ready to shoot, and they just kind of sit there, and they're like, I don't see a gap. And I'm like, man, I see seven fucking holes I can shoot in, but, you know, you're going to miss it on them. All right, moving on to Boston. Boston. Just find a replacement for some of your veterans that have left. Find a a replacement for Chara. Find a replacement for Bergeron, who may not see more ice time now. Mm -hmm. His surgery that he's getting. Like, find find a replacement for the first line, because, like, uh, Bergeron's going to be out for a while with surgery. Martian. Uh, Rat's going to be out on a while well, with depending injury. I know P- Pasternak is now saying he wants to leave if something doesn't happen in the upper up in the front office. Yeah. So find a replacement or a potential replacement for yeah. that first line. That top. That, that's about it, honestly. They solid team all around. Very, very, very deep team. Just find find first line replacements. Yep. Yeah. All right. Next time, the Steel City of the Penguins. <sighs> Team that won't fucking choke in the last three games. It was three to one. We had a three-one series. Thing. We we outscored them fourteen to three on home ice during the case three to four. Fourteen to three, and we end up losing that series. Don't choke. Don't be Toronto. Like, I mean, they have been. They finished. The round first, then celebrate. Right, Florida? You saw what happened after game three. They partied all night at a strip club in Tampa, and they got swept the next fucking game. Finish the series, and then celebrate. Okay, I've done it. Yeah, but uh, honestly, they just, Penguins are one of those teams where they just need to finish headstrong. Everything's right on paper. Everything's right on ice. They just need to finish Headstrong, they need to finish on top. I say, yeah, again, gets it, it all depends on what happens in the in free agency. If we end up losing Crystal Tang, you got to find a solid number one defenseman. If we're looking at, I this mean, Brian Dumoulin is pro- Dumoulin. I don't know what I just said there. He's proven he can be a very, very easy first line replacement there. Just finding find a replacement to be his his pair. I think the thing is, if we're looking at this year, this past season, consistency and staying healthy. Those yeah, are that's a good one. Staying healthy in general, yeah, that's a good one. But we'll kind of see how the off season is going to turn out for the Steel City. All right, moving on. Uh, who the, the teams that have lost out in the second round? First of all, will be the Carolina Hurricanes. 
you just end up running into red hot New York Rangers coming off their big, you know, like three game win streak there. Yeah. <laughs> they had one, that, that one also went to seven, if I'm not mistaken. It did. Yeah. Well, they, like, they, they, they broke Carolina's home streak throughout the playoffs. Yeah. Just that, that was a big issue, man. They, they just ran into a red hot team, and they just, by, by game seven, they were just beaten to a pulp, and they, they just couldn't. They couldn't finish out Game Seven. At that point, it just it, it comes down to you know experience and who's able to help push them over that Game Seven hump, like Toronto has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just who who will be that next hero? Who will be the next? Because who did Carolina play in the first round again? Uh, they played Boston. Boston. Right, they what, they to, also that, went that, to that, seven. That one went to seven. So both both those teams came off of the seven game series. You know, it just took the Rangers a lot longer to show that they were hurting than it did Carolina. Yeah. All right. Next up is the Florida Panthers. Don't go partying in the middle of a freaking playoff series. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what happened. Like, they're, they're, focus on hockey. That's, right? yeah. Like, their first round series against the Capitals, they look great. They don't have, like, the regular season, presence, trophy winning, all-time scoring, Just you know, play Florida the game. Panthers. Florida Panthers are the definition of ADHD. <laughs> like, as soon as he made it around two, they're like, oh, squirrel. Like, <laughs> literally. Ooh, alcohol. <laughs> Yeah, like just stay, stay focused until your season's yeah. actually done. Yeah. Again, that's do, do, do a Boston and wait till the final is and then go spend $150,000 on alcohol. $156,000 <laughs> and some odd change. But like, stay focused. Have your leaders actually fucking step up when it matters, a.k.a. the second round when they only scored three goal, goals in four games. Two of those goals came in game one. Two in one game. Alright, uh, and then the Eastern Conference Final between Tampa Bay and the New York Rangers with Tampa Bay having the upper hand. So, the New York Rangers, they need experience in their depth. The Rangers? The Rangers. Because, like, outside the top line. You I mean, all, for as you young know, of a team as they have, they've proven that they have the chemistry together. They have the chemistry, just, but they just I, need more depth. I mean... Outside the just, top, outside the top six. I think the the current roster in general needs playoff experience. Yes, that's yeah, what I would that, say. That's what I said, right? Experience. Well, you, you said depth. Experience in their depth. Okay. okay. So they, they just need their that experience because like outside their top six, none of those players really have much playoff experience, minus what just happened in front of us. Yeah. Now the the three rounds they played. Yeah. Obviously, they play all played twenty one games. Between the three series, so they have some experience, but like they don't have a whole lot. Now, like they still, relatively speaking, yeah. don't have a whole lot. I, I think my biggest issue with the Rangers is, you know, kind of bouncing off what Colin said, but more the exp- uh, more. I'm gonna go on the depth side because again, Rangers do have a lot of old heads Mm-mm. on their t- or a lot of young or- heads on their team, and they could you they could use some of that wisdom, like we were saying with a few of the other teams. They can use some of that older, wiser wisdom from these bigger hockey players. I don't know what to say. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, don't the have Ran- a, I don't have a lot to say about them. I, mean, they, the I can't talk shit on them. They eliminated our team, so we... I mean, they were so the better team. Honestly, we were the better team, how especially look- in games five to seven. How I look at the Rangers right now, it's like Luke Skywalker and Yoda. They need that wisdom to finish strong. It's like I, I kind of read the Rangers like a book. As soon as, after Game Five was over and we lost Game Five, I said, 
if we don't win game six, that's it. we're losing the series. That's exactly what I said, and that's exactly what happened. All right, moving on. Obviously now, at the time of recording, at the time the this episode does drop, we're going to be in the middle of the Stanley Cup Finals. Games 1 and 2 have already happened. Colorado's currently up 2-0 in Tampa Bay, outscoring them 10-2, including a 7-0 win in Colorado. Did you see the video of them singing all the small things last yeah, night? Yeah, I saw that. That's whole. Oh, yeah, not even the Avs fan that gave me chills. I actually saw that on my break. On my, they, on my they, they played it. Was it right after the sixth or seventh hole? Yes. It's, it's just they oh. and normally. The whole going, uh, so they normally. Chills. It's normally a tradition that they. It's, they their, it's been became their tradition like the, like last year. Last year's playoff run. They, they always but they always awesome. they always do it when they have a if they if they have a comfortable lead. Halfway through the third period is when they start playing it. Yeah. If they have a comfortable lead, if they don't have a comfortable lead, they might wait until a little bit later. It's like very similar. Like True. a lot of teams do it. Like Pitts, the Pittsburgh Steelers do it with Renegade. You know, you know, a lot of other teams do very, very similar things to get their team hype and get their team focused. To make get, a, get, to get the fans hype up, which gets the team hype. And that's to, kind of, to help them make that, that quote unquote final push to the end of the game, yeah. so the final horn does go off. Yeah. yeah. So w- with how games one and two have gone. How do you see games three and four in Tampa Bay going? The only thing with um, with Colorado is obviously it's proven they're doing very well, but it's that goal goaltending. Like obviously, Carsey De- on Darcy Kemper doesn't have that. Carsey Demker, right? I I Eric, but just kidding. Dar- but Darcy Kemper, like he doesn't have that much playoff experience, and then Pavel, um, for how do you say like for. Fro Frogu Frankus Franku Um he doesn't have that experience either. Yeah. Well, obviously they've they've done really well up to this point. But he, he's just dealt with big goalies being in front of him. With yeah. Phil Grubauer and now Darcy Kemper. Yeah. But yeah. what's helping him is like it's that defense is just what's yeah. helping him. But it's oh, God, that defense is nasty. But that's really the only like, that's so maybe good. the only Thing with Colorado. I, t- neither Tampa or Colorado I can say anything negative about. I have n- absolutely nothing to say negative. You, you can tell that this last game, the game two, Tampa's defense was lazy. Or I'm not not only their defense, they didn't show but up. their whole team. They just, they were, I think they came into this series too confident. Yeah, they, they say, we're back to back, we got this. We've been here before. They had yeah, they were they were just lazy. And I know I saw a Stammer's interview la- earlier. Lazy and or too confident, yeah. I saw Stammer's interview earlier, and you could tell how pissed off he was, not only at himself, but his team, for letting just everybody down in Game 2. Yeah. And you could tell... I mean, the the Amelie crowd is... Emily, Emily sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it. Amelie. Amelie, is, they, they are just... The fans there are just as, lo- just as loud and just as hype as Colorado fans are, so... It, I it'll think be that a, this is going to be another one of those home home battle series. So. Well, it's going to be, like... They... they for, in order for Tampa to have a chance, they need Vasilevsky to bounce back. Be Andre Vasilevsky. Wake they, up. They they need that decor led by Victor Hedman to yeah. be the decor that you know Tampa fans have come to know and love. They need that first line, the Sam Rakuchi line, to actually get you know be productive. For through the first two games, they have one shot combined. Yeah. One shot. They need that top line to actually step their shit up. Yeah. And, and do what they've done these past that past two years when they actually won the cup. Yeah. And uh, you, you can tell they just haven't done anything. And yeah. hence why they're down. 
And now that we're kind of fi- finally made it to these two teams, like obviously with Colorado up 2-0, I, I still, I'm saying the ads are going to still go on and win the, the Stanley Cup. But where do you guys see the game know, six or game? Something in my gut is still telling it's going to go to seven. Tampa That's, Bay never, we saw round three against the Rangers. They do not go down without a fight. Yeah. They were down two to nothing to the Rangers. See, here's that the, I'm gonna say game. I'm gonna say game seven. Honestly, remember I remember I said this in the group. If I'm chat. not mistaken, I think they were down two to nothing to Toronto too, or at least one to nothing. Yeah. One nothing. Because well, they, they went back and forth, and then the only team that won back to back was Tampa, who ended up winning the series after game six, six or seven. seven. Yeah. Yeah, like I remember saying something in the group chat that game five was the pivotal point of who wins it takes it. This is gonna be game three. If Tampa wins at home, game three. Tampa's winning game four with a 4-7. If Colorado wins game three in Tampa, which is unlikely, but if they win game three, Colorado's taking it to six. I say if the way they showed up in game two. Honestly, I'd say if Colorado wins game three, they're sweeping. Yeah. Think? yeah. That's what I think. Or it's, it's going to at least I go think, to game I think five. these first two games, especially game two, that 7 to nothing loss, that's going to nip Tampa in the ass. That's, that's their wake-up call. Like, let's get our asses going. Not, Again, like you, they, they will not go down without a fight. I still see this going to seven. I like, like, like you see what happened to the Rangers after Game Four in Pittsburgh. They're like, okay, we we seriously need to yeah. step up, and that they use their home crowd in Game Five. Who knows? Next episode, we might be celebrating Colorado winning it. We might be waiting another two episodes to say Tampa's winning it. Like it'll you know? it'll be at least one more because like next yeah. week it will be the night of Game Six. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm. So. <clears throat> Either way, we'll, we'll be waiting two more weeks, or we'll be waiting one more week and celebrating with you guys. So this, the, the winner could be—we can know the winner as early as Wednesday. And yeah. We have to wait until Sunday to talk about it. So. But we will see you. Yep. We will see you. All right, guys. I know I said. Oh, I know we said that we do two topics this, this evening. We didn't realize how long this first topic would take. You know, all, almost an hour here. So, uh, that we're just gonna call it a wrap. We'll do this in a few, uh, our second idea in a future episode. I'm not sure when. Hopefully, it'll be by the end of the season. So pr- probably save it for next week. Because yeah. it, it is playoff related, so I think it'd be better to release it while assuming that the playoffs are still going for next episode. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll kind of we'll kind of bounce that idea off each other depending on how the playoffs go. Otherwise, keep an eye on social media. I know we've been posting. Uh, I think Cosmo's been posting TikTok, right? Uh, I've been trying to, yeah. I've so, been focusing more on like other other social medias promoting. So I said, but I know I've been promoting on my my end. So Facebook. Pete, yeah, I know these guys have been active on Facebook. I've been active on our our Buckbusters Twitter, especially after last night's game. Um, so just keep an eye out. No, keep. keep yeah, that, that's that's where you can interact with us, and we can g- give you shout outs and. You can oh, interact yeah, well, us and well, you can talk with us. We'll we'll tweet tweet you back and forth or message you back and forth. Well, yeah, we'll we'll talk with you live whether it's you know via Buckbusters account or one of our personal accounts. I know you know Ch- Bobo's not really uh, is the only one who's not really active on Twitter. Yeah, but um, we'll we'll keep talking Twitter and other Facebook or other social medias that we're on. Keep an eye out for other social media links that we'll be discussing over here uh, here in the next couple of months. Obviously. Nothing's confirmed until next season, but keep an eye out, guys. Otherwise, we're done. Peace. Bye. See ya. Deuces.